0: What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your boy, Monster DFace here bringing you guys another episode. This is the first episode of 2024. We want to thank you guys for uh, being patient with us as we gave everyone on our podcast chains, uh, SBG, Panda, John Rush, Connor, and all the other fellows that do feature with us throughout the year, a little break. We all took a break. We all wanted to enjoy Christmas and the holiday turnover of the new year. So hopefully you did at home as well. And uh, maybe you wasn't too content-starved, but we are back in case you were. So thank you for joining with us wherever it is that you listen in from at home. We appreciate your support, continued downloads, and uh, all your interactions online as per usual. With that being said, we have the boys here back for the first kickoff episode of the new year. It's Panda and SVG as usual. Kick this off with Panda, man. What's up, bro?
1: Hey, man. Listen, good to be back. Good to be uh, back in the swing of things, man It's so funny This holiday season, I think, has been the busiest time that I've had in quite some time Because I've picked up so many other things to do But it's funny, because typically this time of year is supposed to be slower for us mm. And it's been quite the opposite You with Caf- uh, Cafe Collazo Me doing some stuff with the the business I'm launching Of course, SBG helping me on on that front as well Like, and And of course, having a kid too like, this has probably been the busiest season for the Fortnite podcast crew in a
0: while. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I, t- my baby, he's about to turn one, guys. Jeez. <laughs> We're like a month yeah. away. What the heck? What's happening? Um, uh, Just real quick hit on the topic of Cafe Collazo. If you're listening on the first or second week of this episode's download, um, we are completely out of stock, out of inventory until the new season of Cafe Collazo launches, which is likely going to be about 2 weeks now from this recording. So hopefully around January 15th we've already launched our new season blends. Um we even have been working on a dark roast. That's right, dark roast lovers. Uh so anyways, we'll save that stuff for cafe clause timeline, but just want to keep you guys updated for anyone that has been checking out in the meantime. With that being said, SBG. Yeah, heck yeah. We have been busy. I'm sure you've been busy. Little one probably growing to uh do all kinds of new stuff, new tricks. <laughs> as they uh they kind of go through this wonderful stage of development
2: and yeah, it's been awesome to be here like i'm so grateful because a lot of parents especially dads have to go right back to work and i've been able to be here a lot for my daughter she grows up especially these first few months months so i've rarely missed anything um and unlike panda you know work hasn't been as busy so it's been nice kind of just chilling I-, I planned on this i didn't want to take on more knowing that i was about to have well my wife was about to have a kid and now we're we're about three months old and it's getting even better as i'm sure you know
0: yeah wonderful wonderful well listen there's still so much to go um it's i think going to literally amplify it's going to exponentially start to kick in as the months roll on i'm I'm sure in three months from now when your baby's sitting up and Probably tugging on your beard and whatnot. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot to report. So uh we'll we'll get there when we get there. Well, if you've downloaded the episode based off of the title, we're gonna be getting to it right here, right now. You have read it correctly. Four years of FNCS Lands have been essentially announced. But we don't really know if it's gonna be lands or not, but we do know that there is at least a huge competitive roadmap laid out in front of us as the production company, the Denmark company blast. The company that has been um, essentially running as the main uh, uh, production team over the last year of the FNCS product has just confirmed that they have not only picked up Fortnite again, but they've picked up Rocket League as well for the next four years. This is a big, big turn of events. They honestly something to celebrate that um, you know all the players know. There's something to look forward to, and that Epic is essentially putting their money where. Their their mouths are. They're really moving with conviction and action here by locking in a team that's going to be in charge of the competitive product. Panda, what's your take on this?
1: So super happy to see Blast get get this contract. Uh, Honestly, they've delivered on the best show over the last few years. Um, I mean, I really couldn't see anybody else being able to accomplish what they've accomplished with the Fortnite product so far, uh, as far as broadcasts go. So uh, I'm definitely happy on that front. I also think uh, people aren't thinking about this enough rocket league now going over to, uh, to blast is going to be massive for that space, but also there's something in the middle that obviously blast can't just out, like come out and say, or Epic probably won't come out and say, but there are new game titles that Mm. Fortnite has, IE rocket racing. So I guarantee you if there is a rocket racing event, that's going to be another blast held event. So four years, is a long time to be a broadcast partner uh, especially in esports so it, it we'll see how it goes but i can only see it being a positive thing
0: that is definitely interesting to see if they take some of those spin off like you said spin off titles that exist in the epic world and build something competitive out of it um well i mean only time will tell how much creativity they have on that front or if they just are in charge of fncs as a product only but uh sbg what's your take on it man four-year deal big for competitive obviously as a whole uh do you think blast is up to standard do you think they're going to be able to continue to deliver
2: so uh, i think they've done a great job with a ton of different game titles and Fortnite being included that one especially like the big in-person lan events i think they absolutely crush and i think that's huge now that there's a long-term deal in place for blast to be like okay We have multiple years to plan on doing this because it's probably been year after year trying to plan the one for this year so now they have time to expand this thing they could reuse certain pieces of the stage the sets that they're building to then allow them to spend that extra money elsewhere for the next year and i think we're gonna really start to see them ball out when it comes to these like end of the year lands and one other thing that i think is huge and the wording of this is something that i don't believe many people picked up on is last year Blast official news post said, "Blast has not Oh no, it's the wrong one. Blast will produce and delivers Fortnite's in-person events with November's FNCS Invitational to take place in Raleigh." This one now says, "The announcement is an expansion of Blast's previous partnership with competitive Fortnite, where the esports entertainment company delivered a number of FNCS." events across the past three years blast will run all operations of competitions event production and marketing for rlcs fncs blast will also be responsible for the commercial rights of both games competitive broadcasts and events a first for fncs that is huge
0: yeah that comes with i think a a lot to kind of um unpack right this is a big bundle of uh, opportunity here presented before blast what what to kind of touch on the the financial side of it not only is this like probably a massive massive w for the blast paybooks, but think about the money they are going to save when you know that hey okay we can do this for four years we can plan a, a land for four years i'm sure it's cheaper to book that same royal arena four years from now right with a date more or less a time window than it is to say hey look you know we, we just got the contract paperwork's good uh what's the availability for six months you know what i mean logistic wise there is going to be so much more savings and like you said so much more um purposeful repurposing of stage uh, equipment material really investing in what is going to be the product so i think the fncs product is gonna really go up from here um the fact that they are taking full ownership and control of the competitive narrative um who knows how far that's going to extend maybe into the timeline we've seen a lot of great content pieces come out but i think over the year we've all had our fair amount of um disagreements with sometimes how scattered it could be like why Mm -hmm. is this dropping here how does this tie into that or where's the tweet or the promotion for this thing like What's going on? Like, like, why isn't it so? Why isn't it more cohesive? Um, so I think now with Blast kind of taking full ownership and control of what is going to be the competitive, you know, timeline, the the marketing material, etc. Um, we're going to be set up to be set for success, and they're going to be set up for success as a company to do what they can do best, better. More cohesively across the board with a, uh, a team that they could book out now, right? Like full time employee, you know, just all these things that I think logistically go into place. That, you know, I mean, even for us as talent sometimes sucks, right? From the outside looking in, we're like, damn, dude, like we got to wait till the next event, right? Like, what, like, how do you, how do you, how do you work like that? So, what happens now when you start to get more of those long term deals locked in? People just feel more comfortable. I think, I think it alleviates a lot of stress and uh, allows people to work more confidently and and with more effort and more purpose to make a better uh, better product overall so um who knows hopefully this extends also into talent selections too uh, because i think it, it could be only up from here but we'll see
1: well and to add to this the big piece i think uh that was mentioned of course we gotta uh, kind of expand on this for the people that may not understand commercial licensing uh allows blasts to put ads in these broadcasts mm. So this will be the first series of FNCSs where we have sponsors potentially associated with the FNCS. You,
0: I have a, I have. This is like a, this is a, this is a wild take, guys. We don't know. Mm-hmm. if This is a, true or not. Do you think they took a pay cut so that they can take commercial sponsors, or do you think the commercial sponsors are going to go to Epic? Like, like who do you think wins in the pay form? Like, do you think Epic still gets a cut of the commercial sponsors? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So.
1: If I, if I had to guess, right, and this is just, this is not based on actual information provided to me by Epic or anybody else. Yeah, that, like that's why, I, full TLDR, disclaimer, we are just like, like disclaimer, that's off, it.
0: Yeah, off the record. This just... is off the record. Right, we, we
1: don't know. People, they don't tell us this stuff. Um, but if I had to assume, uh, I could see Blast taking a hit up front to get a larger percentage. Of those commercial, uh, commercial responsibilities and commercial rights, so I definitely see them getting like a seventy-five percent cut Dang. of commercials, and twenty-five percent go to Epic, or even fifty-fifty. Like if it's really, but it really depends on Blast, right? Because Blast could have said, "Hey, we'll take a, we'll take ten percent off the top, but we get X," right? Or they could say, "We took twenty percent off the top of I what think- your normal bill would be."
0: Here's what I and would we'll say. And we'll take X. I think if they have any piece of the commercial licensing rights, then Epic mm-hmm. would have had to have shared how many people click legends landing. And just knowing the total mass viewership, because there's so much that people don't get to see. Um, and we've seen only a glimpse of it through when Epic finally now started sharing, like how many players are on a map, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never quite seen how many total viewerships really tune in to the in-game product. Um, for all we know, uh, I, I, think, I don't think they're going to get 75% of the commercial rights. But what do we know? What do we know, dude? I think, I think it would yeah. have to be less. I feel like there's so much money to well, be made there.
1: You, you have to keep in mind here too, Monster. It, or Epic is not going to go out and facilitate these deals for them.
0: Right. They have
1: to. So, so Blast has to go facilitate it, which is why I, I believe mm-hmm. there will be yeah. a stronger percentage. right? And it's almost like at this point, Blast is, is more or less giving Epic a cut because it's their property but they're not doing any of the work right other than probably they have to do some kind of base level vetting and approving right because you couldn't just get any old sponsor mm-hmm. and epic is gonna just like bend over and allow whatever it is right like it has to be approved yeah, we all 1000%. know epic
0: does not bend over they go to court and they fight for nah, their- they, they'll fight you they'll fight you they'll <laughs>
1: tell you no like epic <laughs> got guns they're yeah listen south. <laughs> they just took out Google, man. If that's any sign oh uh, my uh, of what Epic can do, man. Like, I think that's something we haven't talked about, by the way. Mm. Uh, Epic beat Google in court. We can talk about that later if you want. But, no, I mean, look, I think uh, Blast, because they're they're responsible for a majority of everything, they're going to have a larger than 50% cut.
2: So uh, my guess would be 50-50 or less. I, I don't think Epic is allowing their IP to be used, and not get the majority of it so i I would assume they're getting at least 51 percent. i would guess it's probably higher but i still think that's a ton of money that is on the table especially when you're able to announce and we keep saying four-year deal i want to clarify for people we don't know for a fact that it's a four-year deal i believe it was one employee said it was four years in the official statements they did not clarify it says multi-year deal which tells me there's probably opt-in opt-outs after year one year two year three something like that Mm -hmm. um and i would imagine the blast side was told hey we just locked this in for four years celebrated it and then an employee threw that out there without probably realizing what they said and now everyone's taking that but to go back to like the sponsorships and advertisements one i have a question for you guys like do you think that we even see these first FNCS of the year. Are we seeing any sponsorships or when do we start to see those get brought in? Because they have to be ab- er, epic safe. And that really limits, like that's going to mean no energy drinks, no gambling, uh, the whole list. So it'll be really interesting to see who they work with.
0: I think the answer is yes. I, I think so. Uh, just looking and judging by their, um, their, Network uh, in the CS:GO space with like Intel and like all these computer. Me- I think there would be so many people chomping at the opportunity of like, yeah, let's see, look, what what can we do now? Especially right now, Fortnite is the is booming, like booming like it was back at World Cup, and no one got a chance to promote anything at World Cup. In fact, I think there was just one sponsor, maybe two, in the uh, Asher Arthur Ash Stadium, and that was probably because the stadium was like, yeah, those chase things are not coming down bro like you know like whatever (laughs) whatever that agreement was um so yeah if i had to guess i think they have enough network enough bandwidth they've probably been you know this conversation conversations like this don't happen overnight they've probably been you know pre-gaming the opportunities out there i wouldn't doubt it man we come in and all of a sudden if one of us is on the mic we got to wear a logitech headset or something you know like i I just (laughs) wouldn't doubt it
1: i'm gonna play devil's advocate here um Considering that FNCS is coming soon, and there's been no an official announcement for FNCS, and Blast announcement didn't come out until today, as mm. we're recording this, which is
2: January fourth. January
1: fourth. Gotcha. Thank you. Appreciate that. So as we're recording this, January fourth, Blast is just announcing this, right? So what I think is this deal didn't get approved until probably uh, sometime in December. Yesterday, so uh, I, yeah, could have been signed yesterday for all we know. But but realistically, I don't think they've had enough time to scout something for Major One, despite uh, their reach, right? Because Blast does have a phenomenal reach when it comes to connecting with uh, proper sponsors. You have to remember, Epic's legal team will go through the paces with these mm-hmm. sponsors before they approve anything. So I guarantee you, contracts, everything on the Epic side would take at least a season before they could actually approve something moving forward. So that's why I would say me personally, I don't think we're going to see that take, take off right in major one, major two, major three. Sure. I, I, I'm sure we'll see something, especially for globals at the end.
2: Yeah. I would tend to agree with you based on the timing of this. Like the speculation is there's a gap in tournament schedule towards the end of uh, January or maybe February or something like that. Someone threw it on Twitter um and that is when everyone is expecting fncs to be so that's only a few weeks away and while i would imagine epic has a whole line of people trying to work with them and they could just be like yo here go work with them i with panda like i i don't think that happens right away and then as far as like because you know the Fortnite players are going to be like, "Well, what does this mean for the prize pools?" Mm. But like genuinely, like do you guys think this actually changes anything? Are we going to see I think it's been 10 million for FNCS the past couple of years? Are we going to see any changes to that or do you guys expect that to be about the same?
0: Just a couple couple notes there really quickly. I think this is going to be a W for the players. Um allowing advertisers to jump into the FNCS formally, even if Blast allowed it to happen, um is going to set I think this new tone for how uh, blue chip brands start to view professional players again, the way they kind of look at the other titles I think I think this is going to go really well for eSports orgs other teams folks that really got their stuff under their belt you know really figured out um, I, I can see a I can see a trickle effect here I can see the you know a rising tide of sorts
1: so I'm going to say uh, that yes it can have an effect in the prize pool no, it won't happen in the first year because I think it's too soon to see what advertisers are going to be able to pay for their spots and how much revenue that will actually generate. And after a year of generating that ad revenue, then Epic will have a, a like a position to be like, okay, we generated, let's say $5 million in prizing or in uh, advertising for the FNCS. So let's go ahead and put another 2.5 million in the prize pool.
0: Yeah. I think that's a negative. I think the prize pools are not changing. They're going to keep the ratio. Why? give away more (laughs) is i think is going to be epic stance they've already constricted right like they're they're constricted this prize pool down to some formula that has to do with like numbers and correlation to what we give the region um and we've seen that fluctuate i don't see us deviating too far from that i do like i said however though and i'll use like a red bull as a great example like red bull supports uh counter-strike and you know certain types of gaming leagues but then those same professional teams have like Red Bull as a sponsor now too, right? Because they're yeah. accepted in those those spaces. I think once Epic allows an Intel, Logitech, JBL, like all these folks that have kind of hosted stuff in the in this uh, ecosystem, I think we're going to see them support, indirectly support now esports orgs and other ways. So I think that's how players are going to start to benefit from this, potentially. Um, I, I don't see it going to the price, but I think Epic's going to be like, no. Why Why would they? Just make more money. Competitive needs to make more money.
1: This could actually be a very bad thing for the third-party scene, and it just clicked in my head to think about this. But the sponsors, remember, like a Samsung or a Red Bull, like you mentioned, they've been hosting these third-party events for a while. What if they're like, instead of putting that budget into a third-party event, we pay Epic directly to have it on what is yeah. already the biggest broadcast? You say not, but I can see that happening because if you look at other major esports, they tend to have less of that stuff if they already have uh w- like white label brands partnering with the main broadcast. Just something to keep in mind.
0: I I see where I see where you're going, but I think I think there is I think this is just a different ball game, like Fortnite. Has a such a different um, relationship with how even the scrim scene exists. There's just no other, no other game like that. Go to Call of Duty, go to Valorant, go to go to any of those um, other very successful League of Legends. I don't think you're gonna find a League of Legends Discord where 300,000 users exist and they just practice amongst one another, right? You know, League of Legends is all brought because they have such a great competitive public queue ranking system that you don't need to scrim right so there the value doesn't exist for a third party to go host because there's no one a service provider that has that uh, uh player pool available Fortnite's completely different ranking system is so not what people want it to be that like scrims exist as the form of ranking which means there's just like uh, think of it as a pool of massive players that are directly um um uh, a, a direct pipeline to promote to them and and yeah uh, get those kind of users. So I think I think that's what is going to always keep third party scene alive as long as Fortnite doesn't make a godlike rank mode. The day they do and then scrims die, yeah, third parties are gone because where are you going to get players from if it's not in game? Then you don't have they literally don't exist. Yeah. That's my. I taste. do think and this is again someone who like obviously <laughs> I make deals because we got players. So if that player yeah, goes away. Hey, <laughs>
2: Uh, that makes sense, though. I, I I would agree, and especially with creative, like, companies are now seeing you can invest in that sure. and, like, own space within the game rather than, like, a single weekend or day of a tournament. So I I do think certain companies will see the value... Typical companies that advertise in other means on broadcast, whether it be esports or traditional sports, news, YouTube, whatever it may be, they're definitely going to be interested in this. There's going to be companies. Um, And as we continue to like dive through this, because there's not a lot of words, but there's meaningful words. Something I also wanted to ask you guys about because I have my own thoughts, but it says Blast will run all operations of competitions, event production, and marketing. So, One, we already touched on the marketing. I I think we all see that improving because now you're doing it for hire versus like doing it in-house and Epic's going to expect more. We talked about the event production and the licensing, but now the operations of events. Like, does that mean Blast is taking over control of, like, bands, communication, different things with players? Is that going to change how the ecosystem works? Are there going to be different standards for players? Are players going to allow to be represented in-game by different sponsors? Like, all these things kind of just, like, start going to my my brain as the these are thrown out there, and we don't necessarily know what they mean yet.
1: That honestly is a good question, and to be to be frank, unless Blast brings on an insane team of people, I don't necessarily see them having control of bands. I I don't like like I can see some more control over the way that players represent things during like live um like live global events and lands and stuff, uh, because we already kind of saw that when Bucky got removed and some of these other players got removed uh, mid tournament or before the tournament even started for globals. So I, I can definitely see them having more control in those instances, like media days and stuff. If they continue to do media days, I I just don't see a world where Epic l- like gives up reign of banning players because of the resources that Epic has internally to verify whether or not the player is a cheater or not. So just,
2: hmm I don't think necessarily like the banning of the players, but Mm -hmm. communication, you guys know, I talk about this all the time, but like, do you think blast will now be more forward in the communication, especially when let's say a Bucky gets banned at the biggest land of the year. Do you
0: expect that to change? No, I I don't, I, For liability reasons, I don't think so. Yeah, I think there's going to be still an epic standard, which is essentially they usually just have everything super buttoned up. The one time Fortnite responded to that Google link, it just didn't go well. Or someone within the Fortnite ecosystem when that little debacle happened with someone claiming another internal epic person was doing some stuff and they responded to a link, it just didn't go well. And they probably learned a harsh lesson that day of, (laughs) even even if we are innocent, not worth the time going on to public, even if we're in the right or whatever. So I think everyone stood to learn that day. They're probably going to carry those learnings over. Um, Blast has been doing this for a long enough time that I believe they have a system in place. They're, they probably pitched that system and said, hey, this is how it works here. This is how we field these messages. And and this is just, you know, again, a stride and true method. So I can see something new happening there. Um, In terms of like, like you kind of mentioned, Blast taking control of the the narrative. I don't think they can fully control it because we forget that Blast only did the European and English broadcast. This is a game that has a Brazilian broadcast team, a Japanese broadcast. There is no word there that says Blast is in charge of the full FNCS 360 product on those lanes. So I am also very curious to see how much of the extent of their even their commercial license goes. Even yeah, like the the actual show, like they might present something, but does that mean that the Japanese broadcast is going to follow the BLAST lead, right? Like if they decide to make the format and whatnot. So I think there is a lot to be seen if whether or not BLAST is like truly in charge and they are the North Star and now every other product is going to be modeled after them, whether they're producing that event or not, that to me is going to be more interesting and if they are in charge of that i think this the sky is the limit they they built a phenomenal community amongst the um like i said in counter strike and rainbow 6 rocket league numbers are going to be ridiculous they already are ridiculous remember rocket league does like actual skins when you watch the broadcast so maybe we see some of those stuff translate over like epic has been really anti a lot of things but again you know they're blast is now in charge of the fortnite channel and what comes out who's to say they don't do the the twist drops right or like like really step it up so if we see blast in full control it's gonna go really good i think on the numbers across the board if there's all the barriers in place uh then they they got to work with the blinders on it's it's gonna be tough i think to get the get this anywhere further um but again we really don't know it's just the first broadcast is going to tell us a lot that's for sure
2: It definitely will. One thing I'm hoping for is outside of the official live stream, Blast also being able to pitch content ideas. So we saw those player profiles. Imagine it was like player profile presented by Intel. That's going to give them so much more ammo to work with rather than having to fund that out of their own pocket or out of their own profits and then we could see better and better content produced around competitive players because that would be freaking awesome i would love to see more in-depth stuff rather than you know a couple minutes you actually follow a player for an fncs if they allow that that would be hype so I, i've got all these ideas and I, I like see, you guys we're
0: just waiting. i could see blast buying into the org model all the way like spending a day with dignitas not just Player one, player two, like really embracing the uh, esports culture, um, tying that in could be fantastic. I mean, we all know the game's never going to be invite only, right? At the highest levels, we saw a sample of that for the FNCS Invitational, but even that had extreme qualification bar. You had to have, you know, performed at FNCS, etc. Um, so yeah, I could I could just see more of the embracing of the uh, the esports orgs and whatnot. Again, but you know. Even with all the Fortnite's recent success, this little boom we've had, it's not like many new orgs have sprung up, any Tier 1 orgs have entered in. Uh, we still are very much in a very small space as far as the overall esports um, ecosystem goes. Player, player base looks fantastic. Uh, esports org support in the gutters in Fortnite. Um, so maybe, just maybe, there is now a new... Uh, a light in the tunnel. Maybe we can see finally the light at the end of the tunnel, essentially because of the commercial rights opening up and because of brands feeling like, okay, this is a game in a space we can invest in competitively because we want to do those things, but also creatively, creatively it's, it's been there, but competitively it's a big part of uh, most of these brands narratives nowadays. They want to be at the forefront of the professional players and, and on that, on that track.
1: Yeah, dude, this is like, it's such a big announcement, and there's so many things that can go so many different ways, and we could sit here and speculate all day, but like, if, if I'm going based off of history alone, I don't see Epic losing control of a lot of the things that we've seen in place. Like, I would love to see more orgs supported, but again, the org scene doesn't really exist in Fortnite outside of dignitas and elite and they're just going back and forth on twitter non-stop now like uh, honestly if if phase was was more active if tsm was more active if hundred thieves was there if if nrg if all of these orgs were still pl- like playing a factor in it i could see blast attempting to to maybe make a play or at least pitching it uh to epic to see if it's something that they could Play more into it from a content perspective. Cause again, I don't see them doing tournaments around it. But at this point, I, I just can't in my head, as much as I want to see things change, there's just a lot that I don't see changing too much. Now, I think communication uh has definitely improved. Um, whether that's because of blast or somebody internally at Epic was like, hey, we're we're riding the high right now, we need to keep pushing and doing everything we can and everything we did back in the day to continue pushing that success forward, which IE was communicating heavy. Um, I think that's super important. And and I hope that they realize that. And that's why they are doing what they're doing as far as communication goes. But I do see blast having a unique opportunity to have more of a voice in the conversations that revolve around competitive, both Fortnite and rocket league. So I don't I don't think we'll see major changes immediately if we do see changes probably into the next year. But I see this year being like the test year of what what blast can do with all of these properties. And then once the relationship is more comfortable, that's when things start to break outside the box and do maybe some different things and and adjust the way the relationship works. And that's just how I see it going forward is again so hard to tell with with this just being announced
0: what do we think about zero bill do we think zero bill is going to officially get their fncs now that blast is in charge because that's what all the zero build pros (laughs) i didn't finish my (laughs) sentence bro i got i got the double no from the boys I, I genuinely did get that uh response twice now in my dms one from a professional commentator in another uh gaming community is like yo look i'm big on zero build i'm trying to get in is there going to be a competitive scene uh that that's the kind of questions folks are uh, are looking at um just to talk on zero builds talk about third parties yeah that's i'm going to reinforce that statement earlier third parties are not going nowhere zero build if there's no zero build FNCS, <laughs> third parties have a space. Uh, again, I don't think third parties as a whole are going away. I
1: think it could affect the 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 sponsors. But I'm, I'm just but,
0: saying, content is king, and the content creators love zero build. I agree. I,
1: I'm and I'm not saying that those events wouldn't still be successful. What I'm saying in my head is, if I'm a company with an X amount of marketing dollars, and now there's two ways to market with one being less responsibility on my shoulders, whereas the other one is more responsibility. Like I'm going to toss it this way. Then instead of going that way, does that make sense? Like there's way less that can go wrong, tossing it towards FNCS than it is tossing it towards um, anybody that isn't practice server. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: Um, I'm just saying it's listen, zero build. (laughs) We need a zero build FNCS. And if that don't happen, third parties here to stay for life.
2: Oh, I think we will see it with the dream hack. Now it's the eSports World Cup. Like I don't see Epic being like, yeah, you can run this simultaneous thing just as big, even though you want to run it bigger next to our FNCS that you're going to call something else. Like they're just going to tell them run zero builds and that will be zero build FNCS is dream hacks in same thing we saw last year. Like Mm. they're, there's a place for it just not as the main competitive game mode
0: that's a really good point that like of course epic is not going to sign off on anyone trying to do a competitive build event with the world world cup in the title um yeah i think i think that's a for sure negative son not happening uh but zero build does have the argument that obviously it's valuable obviously people want to watch it on a on a big play and you know stage and format dream act did a pretty decent job last year at least with the prizing opportunity and the great trip to uh to saudi to participate in the event the um open events were about as shambles as they can get what you would expect with the limited tools so if that doesn't change i mean we're going to be set up for another pr nightmare possibly with the dream hack zero build regardless of who's working the event i was literally there firsthand and put together some of the best formatting and lucky enough to say we walked away with pretty great turnouts but they weren't perfect by any means they're never going to be perfect if they're not in the Fortnite game um so who knows does blast have a say in what goes in on that because it's under the competitive (laughs) umbrella i mean it's a very blanket statement when they say they're in control of competitive events um before this e-fuse was kind of vetting third-party events they were sort of in charge of of you know that that revolving door does that change now like is that the new blast role is that what that little sentence meant you know there's some some wordage here that we don't quite know and there were people before other entities kind of running certain responsibilities that you know obviously didn't go too well or didn't at least grow the space so i could have easily see maybe that being what the blast responsibility is now events just being facilitated on a like hey does this meet the quality standard for the game period is this going to grow comp as a whole and if it doesn't Get it out of here. We don't want it. And if it does, run it. Like we approve that, you know? What do you need from us? That could be actually pretty sick.
1: That's yeah. a that's actually a really good point cuz I don't think that E fuse link is live anymore.
2: So Dude, no way E fuse still has that. There's just zero <laughs> chance. Actually, there is negative chance <laughs> E fuse is giving any control of any kind of Fortnite stuff.
1: So as I said, I don't think that link is active. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm gonna check right now. You should, but I, I yeah, I definitely think, and and this is one question that it raises, right? Because there's not really mention of this in blast posts, even though it does say all like broadcasts uh, associated with with Fortnite Rocket League. What is going to happen to Collegiate Fortnite in 2024? Because typically we have Link's some... is still up. The link is still up? Okay,
2: okay. still up. Still efuse.gg slash licensing slash Fortnite. I wonder little... if I submit it, what happens. Still got a little I'm not going, going, to, going
1: dude. But... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, It's good to see where it's at. But no, I still think um. Like Collegiate was run by efuse, right? And let's say efuse no longer has any say in the fortnite stuff due to some of the stuff that happened towards the end of the year last year who can who can actually pick up the reins and do that right blast like blast doesn't really have like a collegiate
0: track not not a chance they don't have their relationships the Mm-mm. network like, you need a footprint in na you would need to run the colleges here there's two other
1: produce like uh production companies that could right you got avgl attached to boom or you have face it attached to ESL. And so those are the only two that still have their hands in the collegiate space in a way that could effectively continue collegiate Fortnite.
0: I think the problem with collegiate Fortnite is that Epic never formally opened that Avenue in their own game and kind of gave them the blast treatment in the sense of, Hey, these guys we are working with do the thing with them. Right. And we're doing the thing with them. You do the thing with them. It's just like it was more like we'll we'll license you to run your own college league. Good luck finding colleges and social support and getting your players and getting featured in game. You let us know when you got all that stuff figured out. we'll turn it online on our side. There was no support there. I think I think it's a very, very hard or a more difficult than usual possible barrier to entry because epic. Epic doesn't know where they want to go with collegiate. That could easily change mm-hmm. though. Uh, with with one epic, like one a formal Fortnite tweet, an article, and put on their main website saying, "Hey, we're opening our branches. We got a system in place to verify students." Yada yada yada. Done. Done and dusted. Yeah. You put the admin team behind it. It can happen. Shit. I can make a Discord for that and make bots automated. Literally. Right. Like that could all yeah. happen. But it, it it's not until Epic does that um until until that moment, it'll basically be a third party track. Um, like anything else, random the guys of a very wide net custom license. But the work, the work has to be done by the organizer. That's the hard part. That's the hard part for Fuse, hard part for boom. Boom has so much money. And when it comes down to like putting pricing, I mm-hmm. haven't seen their numbers move. It feels like at all. They're in the same space, regardless of how much like i like to use the uh the same analogy they just cash in the furnace bro that's that's what i see all the time and i don't see much growth out of that um and a lot of that cash is epic's cash let's be honest who's putting up twenty thousand dollars for reddish rumble not reddish she doesn't have money like that you know it's all epic epic endorsed epic sponsored
1: yeah Uh, like i don't know look epic if you're listening anybody from epic games and and you still don't know what to do with collegiate fortnite give me a call give it a pencil. i'm 1-800 life with panda give me the reins and i will i will create develop the greatest collegiate track fortnite has ever seen and any esport has ever seen that's a fact
0: all right go build it panda um let me know what you need. I may or may not know some good admins and some production folk. You know, I would literally I hire
1: know. you guys like that. That'd be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be decision one.
0: Like it's not even Just outsourced to monster. And Honestly, then,
1: and then literally running the studio that we got what's, built.
0: What's insane? I have this insane hot lead right now that my team might mm-hmm. not literally be able to even run a Fortnite event next year. Um, hundred and thirty plus show client, and oh. we book it. It's it is isn't another game title. It sucks. But the boys at least are gonna be busy, which kind of sucks. Gonna like, it's gonna suck for third party Fortnite. It's not gonna suck for open scrims. They're not going anywhere. But it's gonna suck yeah. for like, yeah, practice server trying to do f- cool big Fortnite stuff. Just just the support is so limited. I don't I don't know. What can we do? We wanna do all the cool stuff, but you need the pricing. That's that's really what it comes down to. Um, so w- you know, at least Fortnite bought into the long multi-year roadmap for FNCS. If the avatars start uh, start coming in like we like we hope they will, then I think I think third party scene is going to be revitalized in a, in a nice way, and and that could work out really well. And I saw another very interesting question. This came from like one of the like uh, another comment in one of the threads. They were asking the ridiculous question that Oh, great! Now Blast can decide what the loop pool is going to be. Negative, son. <laughs> negative if you are one of the viewers uh listeners here today on the podcast and we didn't quite say that already if you don't know already there is not a shot in hell blast is (laughs) determining what is the loophole for comp i don't believe it it might they might have requests like all of us not a chance they're going to be the yes or no guy right
2: yeah no shot they literally have a competitive team designing these things at (laughs) epic games it's not like they're gonna be like oh we just hired this production partner
0: and uh they requested this thing you guys do this they make make really good videos we're gonna trust them with game design and how we want (laughs) competitive um but no i feel like it's worth mentioning because it's the same way people view us commentators like epic employees no, I don't. I don't. I can't change comp. I didn't decide to ban you, brother. You know, it wasn't me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, because we do we do face a lot of the 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 blame sometimes because we're forward facing. Blast is gonna see if they if they weren't already tired of getting some of the blame they've gotten now they're gonna get all the blame if something goes <laughs> wrong in the loop And it's gonna be wonderful to watch from afar, but I'm sure terrible if you're on the receiving end. Anyways. I don't have much on this uh, this topic. I think we've exhausted all the avenues. We've had great conversations more. around it. SPG does have a little more. Let's go.
2: We mentioned orgs earlier, but now with the announced longevity of Fortnite, do you think there is now more value for an organization to get involved than there was previously?
1: Uh, no, and and the reason I say that I, I'm saying it's not more value. Uh, because I think there is unique value in Fortnite right now, and that's get creating a, a solid roster of players that are that are doing big things, building their their personalities through content, and then leveraging their platforms to release UEFN maps. And those were the revenue sources that I think can make any org profitable. And I don't think that's changing going in now. Do I think more faces can can blossom? Absolutely. So I think there could be more players that could potentially provide value to orgs, but I don't see orgs looking at it like like super differently than they did maybe the last six months.
0: I I feel a little bit differently about it. I feel like with commercial licensing opening, um, a lot of these orgs literally have established sponsors. NRG is a great example. They have Hot Pockets. Do you not think Hot Pockets wants to blast their Fortnite players with like hot pocket stuff and figure out how he could bake into the FNCS main show. I think for sure. So with that being said, I can see a world where there's bigger deals cut and for somehow some way orgs can find a way to get paid because there are ways for them to bake into this economy. And um, it might even be done in a different way where like the commercial, License, right? The the clients looking for that type of coverage is asking, Hey, what orgs do you have? Oh, you don't have many? And they're like, you know, it kind of goes backwards, like, well, if you can get three more or four more in the space, we'd be interested, right? And then all of a sudden that RFP goes out, Who wants to sign a Fortnite team? We got a hot pockets just trying to put up, you know, like boom. And then they literally receive it. Like that's kind of how it works. Um, there are ways that it kind of reverse engineers. I think commercial licensing can allow for Reverse engineering and then, yeah, opportunities to come to mainstream um, brands or orgs in this matter, orgs jump in because of those opportunities. Um, but to Panda's point, no, none of that's going to be more profitable than signing a uh, cracked, young, popular influencer who's going to make dope maps, pump them, and get the epic paycheck. Costs you nothing, gets you everything, and uh, it's just a win win. So it's a, like I like to call, asset light opportunity. It, you know super easy just gotta win it right Or well, not super easy but you know you know what i'm saying it's uh it's yeah. absolutely possible anyone can do it if you uh strategize correctly and most of the time the hard part is getting someone popular and there's a lot of popular kids out there and on that topic we might as well shout out asian jeff mm-hmm. and pen who are crushing the socials uh b ronos who's crushing the socials and i don't know who else is doing like crazy good i think tax tax came out of nowhere he was like a super small uh competitive player he's averaging like a thousand viewers on tiktok live like, these are big big things all because of um twitch allowing multi-streaming and stuff uh but more importantly i think it was bronos who kind of started the trend he was just sharing his numbers like dude and then crackly started doing it too actually crackly started sharing how big uh his youtube was getting multi-millions views now all of a sudden everyone's like dude hold up this zero-built crackly kid could do it. Like, I'm a, I'm a real build professional Fortnite player. Like, I could do this too. And they figured it out. About time.
2: It is. We got a lot of people doing it. I mean, I jumped on board. I've mm-hmm. now been brought over because I've seen how actually really cool short-form content is, aka how much money is available. <laughs> but I am now fully bought in.
0: Yep. I've, yeah. I've uh, in the last 30 days, revitalized my YouTube shorts. I have um, hired a team to source for TikTok as well. Things have been going pretty good on there. I've been doing some pretty interesting, like, and this is all proof, like, kind of a proof of concept. What I started doing is, like, I took, like, the story of Mongrel, like, super basic, like, how he used to be a nobody, and, like, he played H1Z1, right, at this point in time. Like, just super, like, kind of diving into nostalgia-type content of story-driven. And it's performing pretty well outside of the usual clickbot. Like, is Peterbot cheating? Um, we got a video like that hit like a million on TikTok. So that's pretty sick because I had the Cafe Calazo banner behind me. Hell yeah, it's a million there views to Cafe Calazo, baby. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, short short form is is big impressions, man. What can you say? Panda, where's your shorts at, bro? Uh,
1: I have. A, I'm building a whole company,
0: Ooh. so
1: it's part. It's part of the brand. You'll see. You'll see soon
0: heck yeah heck yeah SVG. Uh, sbg um as we start to sign off here let the folks at home know where they can find you what you're up to man kind of hit on your shorts and all that good stuff so let them know where it's uh where it's all cooking at
2: yes yeah, somebody's gone on all platforms started posting on tiktok and youtube regularly i'm throwing the same videos on instagram because why not i have no idea if they'll do well but it literally takes me zero time to do it so once we get into tournament mode, and I start finding some really cool pieces that I could share with you guys, that's when I'll really dive into some interesting topics. Right now, it's just figuring out what works. But yeah, go follow me. Somebody's gone. We need to get 10k so I can make money. Thank you.
0: Hey, fire, fire. 10k <laughs> on YouTube, TikTok,
2: TikTok, TikTok.
0: Follow the man on TikTok. Uh, Panda, where can we find you throughout the week, bro?
1: Life LifewPanda at Twitter slash X. Panda on TikTok, and then Life with Panda on youtube and i've actually been working alongside power gpu so you might see my face or hear a familiar voice in some of that content i just did a Cloaksy video which was a ton of fun uh hanging out with the boy um and then got more i'm going to oni studios next week
0: nice Ooh. so
1: i'm pretty excited about that i get to check out oni uh, for the first time so i'll report back i actually land the day that we record. So I'm literally going to land, come back home, and we're going to record the podcast. So I'll tell you guys all about it next week. So make sure to tune into that one.
0: Sick. Well, as always, guys, you can send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on socials at MonsterDeface across all social handles. Like I kind of hit on Uh, Cafe Collazo sales are on pause. So sorry if you needed to re-up on your coffee. I do apologize. We do have some new season selections coming soon. Um, And yeah, TikTok. uh, Practice server TikTok's doing very well. If you are back into competitive and you want to start practicing again, um openscrims.com is doing well. If you are banned from open scrims, we are selling uh, expedited appeals, which is also going pretty well. Uh, that's a $49 price tag. Uh, and uh, yeah, until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royals Peace, y'all.